0: Welcome into the End in the money podcast for opening day of the Keeneland fall meet. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, <clears throat> Keeneland's director of wagering development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four every day of this fall meet on this podcast. But uh, Jim, before we get into that, let's tell our listeners about a new wager that you guys have put on the card for this fall meet.
1: Yes. If you, uh, follow keeneland and i know all our, our listeners do uh turf races are the best most competitive and the toughest ones to handicap on the keeneland cards so we decided to make it really tough on you and put together a keeneland turf pick three each day which will be the last three turf races sometimes we card as many as four it happens to be on the friday card the second seventh and tenth races. the only three turf races in the card and they all have full fields it's a three dollar minimum wager with no carryover provision, uh, 15% takeout, and you must bet at least a $3 base wager. You can bet more than that, obviously, but you have to do at least $3. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it's three races that people normally can't tie together in a pick three, since pick threes are always consecutive. We made it $3 because um, a lot of players complain about uh, payoffs being diluted with a 50-cent um minimum so we're going to try this uh, it's, a, it's a new idea if you want to keep playing the pick th- threes at 50 cents that's fine but this is something that i think it's going to pay great uh, i think it's gonna uh, uh, the average payoff should be well over five hundred dollars for three dollars and it could be over a thousand dollars for three dollars it's just those races are so competitive on the weekends especially
0: yeah if this uh goes as well as uh, you and i think it will you know there's just tracks all over the country could uh, it could link together races or uh, do some creative things with uh, with this. So uh, eager to, to see how it's received. Um, also, I'll remind our listeners um, that I'm doing, again, interviews with trainers and jocks and owners for uh, previews of the upcoming stakes races. Follow at Keeneland Racing on Twitter and you'll see these. And uh, I was at Churchill yesterday and I uh, was able to catch a, a bunch of trainers talking about uh, some of the races this weekend. So you'll pick up an occasional good nugget or two out of there, uh, including one uh, actually about uh, from Brad Cox about a horse in the sixth race today, which actually starts the late pick five social matrix uh, as, a, as a half to British Idiom, who won the Alcibiades here at uh, Keeneland a couple of years ago for Brad. Um, first time starter. Uh, and uh, so anyway, you'll uh, see that uh, interview when Brad talks about his horses in the Alcibiades. So now with all of that, let's jump into the $200,000 guaranteed late pick four on Friday's opening day card. Starts with an allowance in the seventh race. non winners of three other than three and up and a mile on the 16th on the turf. And where did you land?
1: I had forgotten how tough it is to handicap I'm, i team. You know, six months in between, I, I keep thinking I'm going to get it right next time. <laughs> so these these races are really, really tough. And coming up with a single in a sequence I think is impossible. So I'm gonna give you a fairly expensive ticket, but I'm gonna give you some options when we talk about stick four. This particular race, I went to Vicky Oliver's horse, Kentucky Ghost, coming out of the Kentucky Downs race, uh the T V G Stakes on September the eighth. The days are gone when you can find Uh, secrets that raced at Kentucky Downs when nobody knew what it was. It used to be a really good uh, angle here uh, coming to Keeneland because a lot of people didn't recognize that KD. That's gone with Kentucky Downs uh, popularity. So it's still a good angle, but you don't get paid like you used to. So Kentucky Ghost coming out of that race is my pick here. Uh, The horse um, actually was, was way wide. You don't know how a horse reacts to Kentucky Downs. Pratt. but this horse ran well, did not win, but if you go back in his PPs, uh, he has been very consistent. We're always running in the mid-90s for the last four or five races, so I think Kentucky Ghost fits well here in this mile and sixteenth cutting, uh, we're running mile 70 on there, so it's about the same distance. So, Kentucky Ghost will be by top pick here. Also, the China Drives, Joel Rosario is a must-use in any race at Keeneland. There's an article in the, the Racing 4 today about how hot he's been in Kentucky, so I don't think he's going to win five on opening day like he did at Kentucky Downs, but he's alive in a lot of races. Beacon Hill for Michael Matt and Jose Ortiz comes in to ride this one. Got to use him. And Cavalry Charge for Dallas Stewart. Ran really well at Kentucky Downs. Actually won a $62,000 claiming race, um, which is a step below, obviously, that $330,000 race that Kentucky Ghost ran in. But Dallas Stewart gets him ready for here. And this horse just ran the best race of his lifetime at Kentucky Downs. It's in excellent form. I'm going to stick with those four. If the 13 horse draws in for the also eligible list, Biting's Stevie for Kenny Peak, I would also use him uh, coming out of the same race as Cavalry Charger, Kentucky Downs. But uh, Kentucky goes for Rafael Beirano, and Vicki Oliver is my
0: pick in the seventh race. That's where I ended up as well. I thought that second to In Love was uh, very impressive. That's uh, a horse that uh, Paulo Lobo trains that is entered in the Keeneland grade one Keeneland turf mile on Saturday. So tells you what they think of that horse off the win at Kentucky downs. And so Kentucky ghost ran well there first or second and five out of six starts this year has run well at Keeneland. So I just think there's a lot to like there, uh, other than the price, uh, drive for Mike maker. Um, I think this horse, uh, is fairly new to the maker barn and could improve, uh, Calvary charge. You mentioned that's the next one I had on my list. This is, uh, a class test for this horse, but, uh, two out of the last three have been very impressive victories. And then the other two, I was going to take a look at for the pick four: um, crossfire hurricane for, uh, Michael McCarthy and then valid point. Um, the, uh, grand motion barn gets this one to make uh, first start out for motion was just too bad to be true in a grade two up at Woodbine. So I'm going to give that horse another chance just on the uh, grand motion angle. And, um, consider valid point as well in there. The eighth race is the grade two Stahlkeen and Ogden Phoenix. Six furlongs for three-year-olds and up. Small field, but really well-matched group. I ended up on special reserve here. Three consecutive 100-plus buyer figures. Second in a grade one. Uh, Ran very well here in the uh, seven furlong uh, Commonwealth back in the spring. And uh, I think uh, this horse is going to be awfully tough to beat in this spot. Aloha West is uh, stepping up in class, but just has been steadily improving. That last race, a 102 buyer was the best yet. So this horse is in peak form, but is he going to be good enough to beat these classy older sprinters? Just Mites won four in a row. And uh, you know you can make a case for just about everybody in here, but uh, Just Might was the next one on my list. And then if you go deeper, you might consider uh, endorsed. Um, second to just might in the first start for Maker. So those are the ones that I'm taking a look at. But I like Special Reserve a lot in here. How about you?
1: I like Special Reserve as well. But Aloha West interests me. Um, Wayne Catalano loves this horse, and this horse blew them away at Saratoga in that seven furlong uh, optional claimer. Yes, he's stepping up in class. Uh, you you wonder how good he can be though, because he's got more upside. Uh, only seven lifetime starts, he's won four of them. So Aloha West, at a much better price than Special Reserve, is probably going to be my win pick here, because I think Special Reserve is going to go off at a very low price uh, for Mike Maker. you got to use Special Reserve, obviously. The horse, horses you mentioned, uh, I think Just Might and uh, Endorsed are a cut below these, but I think Sir Alfred James might surprise some people, too. That race at Churchill was the best race he's ever run by far, he ran a 108 six furlongs at Churchill now. He got an easy lead. Probably won't get that against this bunch. But he still is could be the controlling speed if special reserve doesn't beat him to the punch. So uh, Sir Efra James is my long shot special here. Got to stick with those three. We'll get to pick four. Aloha West and a slight upset over special reserve.
0: Ninth race is the grade one Darley Alcibiades for two-year-old fillies going a mile and a 16th. And... uh well, certainly, I would think, see the winner and maybe others heading out to Del Mar for the Breeders' Cup. Um, Jim, who do you like here in a full field? Well, I say it's a full field. Actually, I probably uh, Diamond Wow is going to scratch. I talked to the assistant trainer, Andy B. and Cone, and they don't like that outside post position, so they're going to run her most likely in the Jessamine next week. But close to a full field. Who do you like?
1: Yeah, it's always a, a crapshoot with these two-year-old fillies coming out of either one or two lifetime races. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough one here. Two horses that I that I wound up narrowing down to uh, Penny Saber for Kenny McPeak. And if you go back and watch her maiden special weight win at Churchill uh, at a mile and a sixteenth, perfect prep for this. She just was incredible and uh, drew off easily. Went off at of three to five, one by nine and a half. And uh, McPeak with two-year-old fillies, you have got to use them at Keeneland. So Penny Saver is my top pick here. Juju's Map for Brad Cox, um, it's interesting, and, and there's some comments made on Twitter last night about the uh, DRF comment here, easily statuesque stretch. And they were wondering how you <laughs> ride a horse and be statuesque. But Florange so really never asked this filly at Ellis Park. She won by five and three quarters. He never moved. And Juju's map obviously has a lot of upside for Brad Cox. Brad's other horse is Mattarea, and Rosario takes that one. Not a bad second choice for your, uh, for your stable. So, that horse, on Alpha Maiden win at LA, should be able to use her. And the other one I'm going to use in here is Sequist, uh, basically because Nyquist, uh, her sire, loved this racetrack and won the Breeders' Cup here. Uh, they tried her off a Maiden Special Weight win at Colonial, they jumped her up into the Grade One Spinaway. And she got out to a bad start. She brushed the gate, never was really in the race. But that tells me that they really liked what she did at Colonial. And so I think she could move up here. And uh, like I said, her daddy loved this racetrack, so there's a good chance that she will as well. So that's as far as I'm going in here. Dream list comes out of the spin away as well. She didn't run that great. She's got beat by 12 links. Um, the others would have to really step up. I, I like Diamond Wow. Well. I'm, I'm sorry that... Uh, through that outside post, I think she would have fit very well in here. Distinctly possible for Chad Brown is the other one that I would use if I went deeper just because it's Chad Brown. So that's where I stand on the Darley Alcibiades. I think Penny Saver or Cayman Peak
0: is going to be my win play. I ended up going to Juju's map mainly just on the post position. Her and Penny Saver uh, both look pretty close together for me and Penny Saver's outside and Juju's map's on the rail. So I'm going to take Juju's map. Uh, off that uh, easy, easy win at Ellis Park last time out when she stretched out to a mile, so now she gets to a mile and a 16. Then um, Penny Saver. And then um, I'm going to throw some others in on the ticket just because it's two-year-old Phillies, Something crazy could happen. Distinctly possible, I thought, could improve, uh, mm-hmm. being that she ran well at a sprint, and she's by Curlin, and so she should love the two turns. Um, Matarea, the other... Uh, brad coxhorse um run up um big improvement in her two-turn debut big time speed for this one so she's got enough speed to maybe uh be okay from the outside and you know she gets to the front maybe they don't pass her so at a price i'm gonna throw that one in and um uh, so i think all of those and then sequest is the other one i had on my list and i talked to dallas stewart yesterday and about this filly, and he said that uh, he actually um, loved her at the sale, uh, kept a piece of her as an owner because she reminded him of Forever Unbridled. So uh, that tells you how highly that uh, they think of Sequist. So you're definitely on the right track there. So I'm throwing her on my ticket as well. But uh, Juju's mapped the win pick. Tenth race wraps up the pick four. It's a first-level allowance uh, at a mile and an eighth on the turf. I thought there were probably two horses that uh, are the likely winners. Modern Science is going to be my pick, fourth in a stake at Kentucky Downs last time, and then Camp Hope from McPeak's Barn, who's had two really good runs since moving to the turf, and they were high on this one as a two-year-old last year. But I'm also going to throw in Frenchboro. It's Sug McGahey, and this horse made a big improvement, jumped up to an 82 buyer in a maiden win at Kentucky Downs. And that 82 buyer... Uh, would stack up well with those other two that I mentioned. So I'm going to pick modern science, but I'm going to use those three in the pick four and feel pretty good about those if I can stay alive to the to the end of the pick four sequence. How about you?
1: That's a big if in this sequence, isn't it? Yes, um, it is. Camp Hope, I think Kenny McPhee can have a big day, opening day here. So I, I like Camp Hope on the inside, that allowance race at Kentucky Downs, where uh, I believe Mud Pie went to the lead and didn't get caught. I mean, I mean this, this – uh, him at the wire, got beat by neck. Modern Science for Ian Wilkes uh, certainly fits well here Off the dueling Grounds Derby effort at uh, got fourth to a credit. Um, but I want to use a couple horses you didn't mention here. Um, I think Mike Maker and Gafleone, I'm going to say that Newsbreak didn't really care for the Kentucky Downs turf. And if you draw a line through that one, the buyers that he has put up prior to that, both at Churchill and Ellis Park, are competitive with Camp Hope and Modern Science. So I'm going to take the angle there that he was stuck on the inside down there. Um, uh, Saez had to get him hustled out of there, and he he just ran out of gas at the end. I think he's going to uh, like the stretch out back to a mile and eight. He ran well at a mile and a half with Churchill. So I'm going to use news in there. And I'm also going to throw in Red Hornet for Rosario because I don't want to let Joel Rosario knock me out of the big four. And this horse fits well in here, uh, moving up in in buyer numbers. uh, Just has a short way to go to get to the 85, which is what it's going to take to win this. And uh, Anamia is a really good horseman, and I would like to see her win a race here at Kingman. So I'm going to go four deep, but um, Camp Hope is my pick for Kenny McPeak.
0: So, Jim, let's take a look at our late pick four tickets. How are you structuring yours?
1: Well, I didn't mean singles, but I am going to give a caveat here. If you've got a limited bankroll, I would single Kentucky Ghost in the first leg. That, to me, is the most likely single, uh, and that would be with the rest of my ticket only a twenty-four dollar ticket. But I'm going to put, give you a ninety-six dollar ticket uh, and then cut it down where where you want to. But uh, I had a hard time narrowing these races down. Uh, first leg, I go four, five, six, seven with Kentucky Ghost being my top pick, and then in the uh, uh, Soul King of the Phoenix, I'm at three deep with five, six, seven. Aloha West and Special Reserve are probably my one and one eight picks there. In the Darley Alcibiades, I'm going four deep with uh, one, three, seven, ten with Juju's Map, Sequest, Matarea, and Penny Saber, my top pick. And then in the finale, I'm going one, two, eight, nine with Camp Hope, the one horse for Kenny McPeak, being my top pick. So, I've got a $96 ticket, four, five, six, seven, with five, six, seven. With 13710 with 1289. And I know that structure is not what I usually do. So if you want to cut back on the first leg, you'll either be live or not live with um, Kentucky Ghost.
0: I'm going to do a $45 ticket and I'm going to go deep in the first and third legs to in the chance to try to catch a little bit of a price uh, against. Um, Horses that look pretty solid. I'm going to take one, three, four, five, seven in that seventh race allowance. Um, like you were both on Kentucky ghost, but I'm going to throw in a couple of price horses there. I'm going to single special reserve. I like him a lot in the Phoenix in the uh, Darley Alcibiades. one, three, seven, eight, ten, twelve. 10, uh, I think pretty, I feel pretty good. Juju's map or penny saver will win. So you could pare down the ticket that way if you want and then 125 in the last leg. So that's a $45 ticket. If you want to uh, have another horse in the Phoenix, I would uh, add Aloha West. We both think that horse has a lot of upside, and that would double the ticket to $90. Uh, But I'm going to single special reserve and keep it at a $45 level for my late pick four ticket. Best of luck. Fantastic card to open the fall meet, the 85th anniversary of racing at Keeneland, and then a Just a fantastic Saturday card to lead into the Kentucky football game. We'll be back to talk about that on the next edition of the End the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.